0: Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me Over the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis, and we're here to solve your problems. Dennis, can't wait. I've actually I've been very much looking forward to recording this episode. Why is that? It just it's just the energy is the energy is really. I, I just I was feeling. I don't know. We haven't caught up last this week. You've been a bit That's ill. True. Like we haven't chatted as much as we normally do. I've been I've been I've been hanging out for some Dennis time, and now I've got it. So I'm uh, I'm, I'm actually I'm looking forward to it.
1: Right, I have an opening story before, even before we get to the ad read. That I even before the ad read, before the ad read that Nicky so just told this, me when I went to this, get this Red Bull that I'm holding in my hands to record this podcast. You ready for this? I was going to
0: say this content not sponsored by Channel Five. No, well, this no, is no. the pre This is the this is the pre-game pre-game roll sponsored by Red Bull. Apparently, go yeah. ahead,
1: uh, Riley. My cat almost just got an environmental kill. <laughs> A dog was chasing the cat. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yuri, the cat who I mentioned before, ran into the road, and the dog yeah. got hit by a car. The dog's okay. Oh my okay. goodness. The dog's okay.
0: Okay, that's but, good. That's fine. But
1: Yuri almost got an environmental kill. Yuri almost like Lucio
0: booped a dog off the side off the, of the off map. Off the ledge, yeah. <laughs> in, in Busan, into the train. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, the dog's all right? The dog's all right. The dog's are right. Okay, that's fine. Um, I think the only part that makes this story enjoyable is the word almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 <laughs> apart from yeah. that, it would be a very different story. Um, that's, but that's great. Not, but
1: that, d- that, that, I did not get the same easy mode story. I went out to the kitchen. Nikki's like, you got a dog hit by a car. And I was like, whoa. Well, that's
0: too much. I need to sit down. Yeah. Um, well, she I don't know where she picked up that penchant for gross exaggeration of stories to make them more interesting.
1: I don't know. I've literally never done anything like that in my entire life ever. So I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Exactly, one thing. So this is a story that Dennis tells quite often. Um, is that one of the thing? One of the joys that he brings to his relationship with Nikki is whenever Dennis starts telling a story. Nikki gets to sit down and go. Ooh, I wonder what happens this time.
1: Even if she's in the story, she will be like, "Ooh." And Even then if- what did I say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ah, I've heard this one before. I wonder how. I wonder how it'll go this time.
1: <laughs> how it's evolved. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I've learned depending on the the because it's not it's not linear. The, the 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 exaggeration factor as well. It depends on the story. Depends on the time of day. Depends on Dennis's mood, his energy levels, all that sort of stuff. So if he's like, "Oh, I was there for about half an hour," that's anywhere between five minutes and twenty five minutes. But it's, it's never, half, half, hour. Hour. No, never yeah. half an hour. No, never. Oh. Sorry, excuse me. Unless he was the one being late or inconveniencing someone else, in which case it was probably an hour, an hour and fifteen, mm. you know. So a lot of context, a lot of context to uh, to to being Dennis's mate. But uh, you know what? It's its own reward because you get to do a dumb, a dumb magic podcast with him every week,
1: and one that is sponsored by the fine folks over at ChannelFable dot com, Riley, the best place in the world to get your magic gathering singles, your content, your your opportunity mm. to play against Reed Duke for sword credit this weekend, even. Now, I'm glad
0: you say in the world, because, of course, the universe, the universe is largely unexplored. We have yeah, no we, idea. you can't say
1: with certainty that um, even within, like, proximity to Alpha Centauri, that we're yeah. the best place to get yeah. Magic Crescent content.
0: I would say within this solar system, with a degree of certainty.
1: I would say but- 95% like, confidence interval within the solar system.
0: That's generous. Yes, that's generous. Yeah, but within the solar system, probably the best play. Pro- Here we go. <clears throat> this is the new tagline. Forget the best because what is it at the moment? Like best cards. in, in the, of the multiverse. Get mm. rid of that. Tell Juan to take that off all the all okay. the all the, the promo stuff because it's now probably the best place to buy and sell your cards in this solar system.
1: I don't know if that'll fit in the headline, but we'll try. We'll try. Ooh, make it. We'll <laughs> A-B, AB test it. We'll AB Fix test it.
0: Exactly. Anyway, what's going on? Uh, what What are we What are we pushing? What are we plugging this week? Well, for we're CFP? pushing. Well, Any- first, first
1: of all, there's the Pro Showdown, which I made, and you can find out details. You've to slash showdown, and that's for CFP Pro members to play against each other in a fun little free tournament for store credit this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you might actually play. Sorry, right sorry,
0: sorry, 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 sorry. Back up. You you went over the best part there. It's a free tournament. Yes. For store credit
1: for like cash store credit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So again. People who are still looking for a reason to sign up for CFB Pro, not only is there the cash, the the credit for a cause, not only is there access to all of the stupid bloody top tier CFB Pro content, the deck vault, the Frank Carstens pick order. We you just know, added the, Noah the ma-
1: Walker for legacy content? Yes, As well. Yep.
0: Fantastic. Beautiful. You love to see it, right? Not only are you getting all that stuff, not only are you getting your money back in, in the form of store credit, that you can get, then go and, and donate whatever else. You also get invited to exclusive invitation only. Uh, tournaments that don't cost you anything, every and you month. get
1: stuff out of them every month.
0: I mean, you have to play Reed Duke as a, as, an, as the end boss, but
1: yeah, I mean, you could just say bye bye to that. So basically, the winner you, gets I to mean, play, just, just the winner yourself, plays yeah. Reed as for a chance to double their winnings. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Easiest slam duck in marketing history. Yeah. People look at that. Do you know what this is, Dennis? This is, one time, I was walking down, this is in the before times, walking down the main street of Buch- walking down Buchanan Street in Glasgow with Megan, right? And there's this guy there, and he set up this bar, like a chin-up bar. And he says, hang off the bar for 60 seconds and uh-huh. win 50 pounds, right? And everyone's like, oh, easy, I can do that. Don't even worry about it. Now, first of all, it's hard to hang that long for 60 seconds, I mean, unless you're like yeah. a kid, right? right? Or tiny, exactly. But second of all, the bar wasn't fixed. No. It was rolling. So as soon as you're... Grip strength diminished, which would happen after about 30 seconds, the bar would just roll down and you'd fall off, mm-hmm. right? But everyone looks at that and goes, I could do that. Mm-hmm. 50 pounds, easy mm-hmm. in the pocket, right? So you go, oh, win Pete re- re- Rejuke for your chance to win store credit. It's like, it's never happening. No, no, it's never happening. It's never happening. It's the easiest line. I, I see you, Dennis. I see you, senior bloody v- vice president in charge of marketing or whatever you are, mate. I see what you're doing. I see you right through it. So we it.
1: can go. So yeah, do go sign up for CFP Pro and stuff and use code Night. But more than that, Riley. mm, mm. mm. We want people to tell other people to listen to the podcast. They don't even have to listen to magic. Just wherever you are right now, on Mm. the street, talk, stop a stranger and say, Hey, excuse me. You know, six feet distance and all that stuff, but stop and say, Hey, excuse me. Please download Scrammy River. And when they say, Who are you? Just say, just do it. And this, one, and, and, and like, look—we can. This interaction can stop the sooner you download the podcast. We don't need to
0: like. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go along here with your day? You want to get down to the supermarket, mate? That's fine.
1: Open Spotify and show me. That's all I need to you're see.
0: In charge here. Oh dear, I don't think we should start advocating people to stop and harass people on the street, bullying them. <laughs> Not—it's not even cyberbullying. It's meat space bullying, and traditional bullying them into uh, downloading podcasts. Well, righty, how I do guess, those, hey, how do
1: those bullied downloads show up on the graph?
0: Uh, show up. Show, I guess they show up all the same. We've got to we get those numbers up no listen um you know as people have pointed out this isn't really a magic podcast it's at best i would say probably a magic lifestyle podcast and so even if you've got someone who isn't you know is only casually interested in magic they might just enjoy listening to dennis and i talk about old jobs i had which is seems to be a recurring secret segment of the show we got actual factual advice sent in dennis Actual mm. real life proper advice questions. We've got a couple of them here, uh, submitted via the Discord. Of course, if you want to join the Discord, uh, bit.ly/slash join Riley's Discord. Can I give you a little bit, of, a little bit of a treat uh, about the the Discord, Dennis? What's that? I also use this. I use the Discord uh, for Half Ass History as well. You'll notice there's a segment for mm-hmm. people. It's so Half Ass History, my, my stupid history podcast. You can go and listen to it. You can go to halfasshistory.net, or if you enjoy getting warnings from your browser about the connection being unsafe, you can go to halfasshistory.com and uh, have a little have a Google Chrome saying say something that this website is not what it seems to be. Anyway, because it redirects. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't work perfectly. Anyway. Um It's funny because I get people coming from Half Us History who just like the history podcast and aren't into magic. And so they're like, "Oh, I'll join this. I'll join this history Discord to come and chat to other people about the history." Oh. And then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, what do you think of the new Teferi? Oh, you're going to be able to or, 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 what or, turn 3 is What what you get to do with this and all this sort of stuff." And people's like, "I, I need an adult. <laughs> I don't know what these He's an adult. <laughs> I don't know what these I came here I came here to talk about bloody, you know, Chevalier de Saint George. I didn't come here I, <laughs> I didn't come here to talk about like my sweet Dracoseth the uh, blue or whatever. <laughs> anyway, Cheesy Puffy jumped onto the Discord uh, with an advice question that I think, well, I can definitely relate to, and I know many nerds out there are going to uh, are going to relate to this as well. I don't know what kind of advice I'm going to be offering here because I suffered through this and I I still don't know what to do about it. Yeah, I mean,
1: he's kind of giving us the deep dive on his friend group here. Mate, the cat's out of the cheese bag. What's that? His name's Cheesy Puffy. He came from a... Okay, okay,
0: pretty good. All right, good. <clears throat> Bit of backstory to this one. About a year ago, one of my friends got me into MTG. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. Within uh, six months, I found myself at an LGS. Mm-hmm. I decided it was for me. I invested in a relatively cheap Pioneer deck, which I've been absolutely loving. And I began to play. I take Magic quite seriously. My parents aren't gaming people, however, and they don't mm-hmm. understand my obsession with MTG. They can't wrap their heads around the fact that I read theory articles and deck guides for this silly card game, as well as spending a good chunk of my allowance and save money. So I'm imagining Cheesy Puffy is probably a teenager based on this. Yeah. Uh, I talk about magic a lot and I can see sometimes it gets on their nerves. I've offered to teach them and for us to play a few games so they can understand my new hobby, but they aren't interested. I can also sense that while they support me in what I do, they don't approve me spending this time on magic uh, because I have a mild ambition to become competitive. So my question is this, how can I get my parents to relate to my hobby? I think it would really help if they knew what I was talking about when I say tap my lands and cast chains of Mephistopheles. I mean, (laughs) if you're casting that in Pioneer, that's, that's raising a lot of questions there. How should I go about this? This really, t- like, you know, I know we have a lot of fun on this podcast, Dennis. I know we like to muck around a lot, but like without a shred of irony, this really tugs on my heartstrings because this is the exact, exact, e- I mean, I love my parents dearly and I, I, they they did the best job they knew how to do, right? But they didn't get it. They didn't get it when I played Morrowind. They didn't get it how I would sit there and look over, <clears throat> you know, spreadsheets of facts and figures for Hero- Heroes of Mud Magic. They didn't, f- they they just didn't relate to any of the nerdy stuff that I did and, and it, it, uh- I mean, I've got a really good relationship with them now as, as as an adult, but, you know, at the time, the, the cultural disconnect between me and my parents as a teenager was 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 huge.
1: Have you ever gotten over that? Have you reconciled that?
0: <sighs> I don't know. Like, mum now plays bit. M- mum and dad always hated that I played love video games so much. Uh-huh. right? They hated it. They thought it was, a, thought it was a huge huge waste of time. Yeah. Go, out, go out. Why can't you be? Oliver's you know, go, go out there kicking a football. Why can't you go and do that? It's like, well... I don't whereas think Oliver
1: a- now died in a tragic football accident. Well,
0: <laughs> no. Oliver just bought his second house. Oh, shit. Must, nice. of- <laughs> Must be very nice. Must be very nice. He doesn't play for, like,
1: West Ham or anything by any chance. No, <laughs> no,
0: no. He's just crafted, really. He's, just, he's, he's, one of those, he's really good with numbers. Mm. He's really good with numbers. But conversely, I mean, he is 27 and does own two properties. Conversely, he's bald. So, you know, I guess I won that one. Mm. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so mum used to like get my back about it, that sort of thing. I was a kid playing playing video games, but now she plays like all these stupid microtransaction games on her phone. She can't get enough of them.
1: How right? does it make you feel?
0: Frustrated, Dennis. Very frustrated, mate. And I know you're being a therapist here, and I know it's <laughs> kind of helping, right? But like, because I, do you know what I did to her one time? I took her phone, and I was like, "Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna download." I tweeted about this, right? And I said, "I tweeted my mum is a, a middle aged woman. She needs some non." Um, predatory, uh, video predatory games. games that she's going to like, right? So if it's match threes or like garden building or anything else like that. And I got some good, so I downloaded them, gave them to her and i like, here, play this game. She's like, mm. she gave it a go, didn't like them, didn't like them. Went, kept going back to her bloody Gardenscapes, which stings her for, you know, a couple of dollars every month because she'll just give in that one time and buy those couple of oh, dollars. Oh, she actually spends money on it. She does, yeah, and and I always cheer her out for it as well because she's just it's all because that's how they are designed. It's like oh one you just need two more moves and she can see it, so she buys the gems and whatever. Anyway, um, and it's frustrating because I'd like to open her eyes to the world of gaming and 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 games that she would actually enjoy and get something out of games that improve the mind. You know, games that are exercise for your brain, that sort of stuff. But after years and years as a teenager of being told that I'm wasting my time playing these silly video games and whatever else, which gave me great joy and opened worlds of of, of, of you know, adventure and culture and all that sort of thing to me, and have now been the backbone of my career as an adult, um, it really pains me to hear that uh, that another, uh, you know, another youngster like Cheesy Puffy is going through this. And honestly, I, I, like, I'd, I don't know what advice to to offer here. I have Dennis. the same I, situation,
1: like, dude. Like, my parents... Don't play video games. Mm-hmm. Um, they play video games. a little, They played like Super Mario when I had a Nintendo when I was a kid, but that's twenty right. years ago now. You yeah? know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, more, I guess. But um, I, um, they don't play video games. They don't play board games. I tried to get them to play like even just like Catan, like yeah. R- r- yeah. As as recently as like two weeks ago,
0: like Ticket to Ride. And the they're like, now. Nah, they played yeah, yeah,
1: Monopoly yeah. once at a friend's house fifteen years yes. ago, and they hated it. So yeah, could so put that's on board games. board games. Yeah. And the other question, like you said, is that my parents also thought magic... My parents didn't really think video games were a waste of time so much. They understood it was a hobby. It is what it is. Mm. And they supported me about video games as a kid. They kind of thought magic was a little bit of a waste of time because I was playing mm. magic at a time I didn't, when I finished college but didn't have a job yet. But right, now yeah. my parents express deep regret over that because my job... I mean, I'm more successful now than I was in my old job as a radiologist. Yeah, And my parents are like... I've said to me since they're like, I'm so sorry I ever told you. To- oh, they have? Yeah, 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 They've eaten the crow. They're like, I don't know what... Like, I, I My mom was like... But they'll talk about it. My dad will make fun of my mom being like, and you told him to stop playing magic, you idiot. Yeah, <laughs> like-
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this quite seriously because this is obviously something that's affected both of us here. Cheesy Puffy and anyone else who is going through this with their parents, right? W- <sighs> Understand that your parents are doing what they consider to be the best for you. Mm, the they want you to use they want you to use your your mind and your time in a way that is going to generate the greatest amount of success for you as as a person, as a human, right? Mm. Now, you may have a different perception to them as to what success involves, and that's totally legitimate, you know. Their idea of success is going to be different to yours. They may want you to be well educated, they may want you to be rich, they may want you to be active outside whatever, right? But at the end of the day, you've got to accept and you've got to understand that they have a level of agency over you that is non-negotiable for the time being, but also impermanent. So I think the the name of the game is is compromise. And if you can get your parents to a position where they see that what you're doing is not a waste of time, it is not worthless, you are setting yourself up for future success, right? Even if it's not the success that they wish for you, right? And one of the ways you can do this is by using examples of people making a career out of magic, right? So you can talk about the Dennis's of the world, the Rileys of the world, the you know, all the all the people who who go on to to become, you know in the industry, so so to speak, right? And that and that in that way. I mean, whenever I sit down and play magic these days, it's work because that's what I do for a living, right? But Dennis, you're shaking your head. Yeah, I, I think can see I disagree that you you know,
1: vehemently with you, but I'll let you finish.
0: No, 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 because I'm going to take it a different direction now. If that doesn't work, do you know what does work? Oh. Dig up that old Matt Sperling article that talks about the transferable and highly relevant professional skills that you gain from playing magic.
1: That's more Analysis, compelling.
0: Problem solving, right? Um, uh, resource allocation and management. All of these things right, that you can put on a resume that sound that sound really fancy, Right, I'm going to find the article now Dennis, but you can tell me what you disagreed with uh with what I, with, I, with what I, what I was I I think it's then.
1: irresponsible to encourage the average person or by I mean any given person to try and be either a, a career magic player, magic gathering player or a um okay. content creator in lieu of something else. Sure. Okay. All right. Especially if they're a teenager. Like look, I I know a guy um who was in school with me. When we were doing oh. our leaving certificate, which is our equivalent of the GCSEs or the SATs, it's your big final, eighteen-year-old decide what you do for college exam, right? Yeah. And he quit the year of that to do yeah. to pursue a music career.
0: Okay, I'm not ad- I'm not advocating that. Well, sort we don't of know what position Cheesy keep-
1: Puffy is in his life,
0: but I'm talking about keeping doors open. Right, that's different. Right? I'm talking about keeping doors open, and you can talk about this as the sort of thing that it will lead to, or it could lead to. But here are the thing that it will lead to: Google. Channel Fireball Matt Sperling, how to get a real job after magic, right? Mm-hmm. And this article we've referenced it before on the podcast, right? It is filled with examples as to how, for example, you can things you can put on your CV after having used of plain magic, analytical thinker and problem solving solver, deep background in high level competitive strategic gaming, transform looking to transform skill and discipline using competitive gaming to the next chapter of my life, right? Um, uh, things about you know. The, the the skills that you gain from playing magic are relevant in the real world help have helping to see your i think the trick here is convincing your parents that you're not wasting your time and you are bettering yourself as a person if you're outside kicking a football around parents go ah active healthy fresh air good for the body right but what i think a lot of people a lot of adults especially older right. people is valid, overlook yeah. is staying inside sitting on your ass and being lazy playing video games and magic is not as bad as it looks because you are doing the same thing that kicking a football does to your body to your mind when you sit and play games of magic. You are you are improving the yes. the the function of your brain. You, you're, you're leveling up. Your, your brain is getting XP from this. Obviously, you've got to balance these things. You can't sit in your ass all day. You can't go and sit, kick a football all day, right? But helping your parents see that you are actually self-improving at this time is going sure it's going to be a challenge but I think I think that's the key that unlocks this door. I
1: don't I don't think saying oh I'm going to try to build a career out of this and I know you mentioned having aspirations to be competitive and that's fine. Uh, mm. I don't think that's a good tact.
0: Yeah, maybe you're right actually. Yeah. Okay. But I do yeah. think saying this is
1: this is useful to me in an analytical, you know, mental exercise sense is more compelling.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm going I'm going to walk back that as well. All right. So it's not about going to parents saying oh this is going to make me you know, it's not I'm I'm 'Cause I got tennis lessons when I was a kid because I think my parents wanted me to be the next the next Rafael Nadal and like sort them out and, you know, buy them beautiful mansions and all that sort of stuff, right? Well they leave Oliver for that. Um, don't worry about it. They've got Oliver for that, exactly. Um but I don't th- yeah, I don't think pitching them on that is, is going to be a good No, that, that that's true. I think I think you're right there. But just having them see that what you're doing has worth. It has value. And at the end of the day, right, the thing your parents want the most for you or hopefully the thing they want the, the most for you above everything else above success above f- fame and fortune and wealth is they want you to be happy yes. right and so if they can if you can broadcast to them that playing this game and enjoying this hobby is making you happy and it's not compromising your future potential success as a human whether it's as pro- professionally whatever else right mm. that's when they really run out of reasonable objections to what you're doing as for the second part of the question, how to get them involved in it, tricky. You 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 can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And if they are just not they like, my dad was just he would he would stand outside and kick a footy with Oliver. I could not get him for love nor money to well, not that I tried to pay my dad to play Halo with me. <laughs> but uh, no, I could never get my dad to sit down and play video games with me. It just just wasn't in his wasn't in his DNA. And he would look, you know, it's it, it's it's still it, it rankles a little bit now because, like, even as adults, right? He'll sit and read a paper from from oh, cover to cover, yeah. a newspaper. My he'll dad will read watch every single thing
1: for hours on end.
0: Yeah, and then as soon as I start playing, he's like, oh, what are you doing? Waste your time with those videos? They rot your brain. It's like Riley. you just read page fifteen of the Age, mate. There's nothing on that page. There's nothing on that page. You need to read.
1: Have you seen what I think is the most dad TV show I've ever seen?
0: I don't know what what is it like what is it called? It's called
1: Forged in Fire. Are you familiar with Forged
0: in oh, Fire? Oh, I I oh, oh, I think. Okay. I'm going to describe a TV show that I saw Megan's dad watching. Uh-huh. And you think it's right? this? And it, it's the same thing. Okay, so on this one, it was a guy who made a he, No, no, there were three different people uh-huh. and they had to make blades. Yeah, it's a competitive blacksmithing show. It's competitive blacksmithing, yeah. and then and then they were put through a range of tests by very serious-looking yeah, like, people, like hacking wearing, it like a pig and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. There was a thing where, like, um what was it? It was something that was it was a rope, and he, and it was see how many slices you had to slice through yeah. a rope. And then there was a different thing where, like, it was ones where it was chopping through like different series and like how many splinters came off it and like the angles that yeah. you had to hit it. And they did all these different tests, and like one of the blacksmiths was like. Bald, except for a long plait right at the back. And like one was wearing, like, leather armor to the the trials and stuff. And and the head is
1: is a rather slim Asian guy with his big goggles. He does all the physical testing parts. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I didn't pay that much attention to it, but I did say it. But Dennis, would you like to know... Would you like to know what Megan's dad is now doing after what? the covid lockdown after having infinite free time guess what is he has taken up guess what he has set up? he is blacksmithing Dennis oh my god you can go you can go to, i think it's called what's he called himself he's called i think it's called scotch and forge right wow okay and he yeah he, he and he makes he makes like it's handmade um metallurgy like blacksmithing stuff made in aberfoyle scotch oh yeah here right? it is scotch and, think, and forge yeah scotch and forge megan made like the the logo and the little design and stuff there for him as well right and you can go and order handmade metallurgical goods i guess like hand forged stuff by ross simpson right because he took up metal from watching forge and fire <laughs> and and, and fo- well i don't know if it's forge and Fire, but like i tell you what he you know because uh, like my dad right my dad bought a car like an old beat up FB Holden from the fifties. I'm like, I'm going to do yeah, it up. It never does, right? It sat in our garage for two and a half years. Sold it, right? And you know what? Fair. No one's looking at that guy uh, Martin,
1: Everyone has, everyone, never has do that. fine, right? everyone has good intentions. I get it.
0: Exactly, right? But the thing is, when Ross is like, I'm going to buy an anvil. I'm going to buy an anvil and a set of bellows. I'm going to buy a hammer. I'm going to buy whatever else you need. I don't know, right? And he's he's actually followed through on it. So uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. He's making he's making I don't know all sorts of uh, all sorts of stuff.
1: And uh yeah, you can go. You can go and get it. You can go and get but, it. Like the main thing about because I've watched, now, I watch a lot of this show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a thing, and I like every single time. And if you've ever watched the show, this will make sense to me. If you haven't, I'm sorry. This part's going to be really esoteric for you. But there's this smithing technique called a canister of Damascus, right? Where
0: <laughs> ah the canister Damascus.
1: Where yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah, what, like you like pack it full of like powder or whatever. Anyway, it's like every single episode. There's a bunch of people being like, oh, I have to do a canister Damascus. I've never done one before. And it's like really hard to do. We're like, we have to get the temperatures right, whatever. Okay. Every episode, yeah. someone is horrifically unprepared for the canister Damascus. And I'm like, if you've watched oh. the show and you're going on the damn show, just practice doing a not. goddamn canister yeah. Damascus. It's like Nikki mentioned to me, she was like, this morning, I think she saw a Twitter camera she made it up herself, but she was like, when I was young, I thought the Bermuda, tr- Bermuda Triangle was going to play a much more active role in my life as an adult than it has. Stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. And, and like quicksand. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Canister exactly. Damascus yeah. is like
1: that. Just prep for it, man. I know now. If I ever need to go on a blacksmithing competitive situation, Cancer Damascus is going to be the th- first I, thing on the docket.
0: You get, you're going to nail the canister Damascus before you, before you even, yeah, fire up the bellows. Well, exactly. you ask
1: Megan if her dad knows how to do a canister Damascus. We'll be back
0: next we'll week. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week with a, with a canister Damascus update from, from from Ross Simpson, Scotch and Forge. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um, so, I hope that answers your question, Cheesy Puffy. Um, if you're unable to get your parents into uh, magic, why not try blacksmithing? We got another question here, Dennis. <laughs>
1: Smooth as butter this transition one... there.
0: <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if the music was going to go in, but then I realized we've got to do this question as well. So, no, the music's not going to okay. go in. Anyway. Um We've got another question. This one comes from long-time listener, Dr. Unks, oh, yeah. uh, who has actually submitted a bunch of questions and all of them were so out there and wild that they didn't make the cut. This one, however, finally... Um, actually, something I think we're unique, uniquely qualified yeah, to speak sure. on here. Um, <clears throat> so I'll read the question. You go. I'm looking for some advice. I've been listening to a new podcast hosted by a duo that started off very good and very mm-hmm. funny. Uh, lately, they've been running out of material, however... So they're constantly asking the listeners to come up with ideas for them. Okay. They invent they invent new segments week to week and can't seem to decide what to focus on. They've also started a desperate feud with a similar, much better, and much more popular podcast to somehow oh, leach some attention from it. I see what this is as well. Oh. Wow, this is really low-hanging fruit, Dr. Land, Uns- land the ship actually, there What's the last I'm, line. Uh, yeah, I don't know about this. What advice would you give to these two podcast hosts to help them find success without resorting to immature Bush League. Okay, humanity. Riley, well, we don't need to like immature-
1: openly put Moshi and Gabby on blast like this publicly about <laughs> Magic FM. You know, I get it. You know, they're talking about bands one week and really really conspiracy things another week. They're hopping around. They can't focus. They have this feud going with us. And like, and it is sad. Yeah. You know, it is very sad. But look. Yeah, no, we don't want to, is, don't want to criticize them publicly. Like I said,
0: and look, and Dr. Unks is right to be concerned. No, you know, of I think it's, it's a very red good flag. At Dr. Unks to reach out to reach out, not on their behalf, I guess, but like to reach out and look for ways, like ask a much more experienced. Yeah, and, and look, and, and Mashi, much, uh, Gabby,
1: our like our door's always open if you want any podcasting or content creation tips. That's no problem. We're happy to I just to don't talk. know that
0: it's appropriate for us to be doing it on this show, like uh, in, in in a public. Like maybe even Dr. Unks. Maybe it was a bit much for Dr. Unks to like be putting Magic FM on blast. No, 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 no by, like, he's being, he's, it's like an intervention.
1: Everybody. He's doing, he's doing the right thing. It's Hearts uncomfortable, but he's doing the right, doing the right thing. And I appreciate that. Yeah, so like, like okay. I said, Gabby, Marsh, yeah, if you ever yeah. want any tips? Oh no. And look,
0: he's <clears> very nice. You know, started people, they, they're very good, very funny. Like he's yeah, talking yeah. about them. It obviously comes from a place Absolutely. of great care. He obviously wants Magic FM to be the best podcaster can be. Um But I guess, yeah, I mean, the criticism is there, right? Like he says, they resort to immature yeah, league shenanigans. And you know what, Dennis? They're, They're better than they,
1: that. If they want to talk to us, I think we pride ourselves on being self-aware Level-headed and yeah. reasonable, and if they want to talk to us, but or, like very reflective, reflective yeah, yeah, yeah. as
0: well, like aware of our own and very humble. I'd say humility is probably my greatest personally. Personally speaking, humility. I think has I might even be more humble. Quality. But
1: we can we don't need to worry. It's not a competition. But if it were, I think I'd be more
0: humble. It's happy. not a competition at the end of the day. I mean, if it were, I a competition. I think I'd be more I mean, humble. I mean, well, a competition. But
1: if it was, it's not a competition. If it a
0: competition, I'd be winning. But it's not a competition. Yeah. Okay. Again, that's that's by the by that I'd be winning the competition. Anyway. Well. Anyway, now um, it's just turned into
1: like an Animal uh, Crossing speech. <laughs> <laughs> <feature. laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but no, look, Dennis. Honestly, like obviously, we do want to give advice. We want to be very transparent about this sort of thing. But I think, um, you know, if Magic FM are struggling and if they are in We're need of his his advice, I think it's probably more appropriate that we. Or it's probably more appropriate that we talk offline. To them, yeah, uh, you know, offline exactly. But I tell you what. Thanks to all the people who are going and putting them on blast in I'll the keep comments, that up. That worked out. No, oh gotta keep gotta gotta keep honest. gotta keep honest, my friends we gotta let them know who's boss that's uh, that's great well i guess dr unks thanks thanks for the uh, you know the concerned citizen approach and and uh hopefully maybe this is a bit of a spur to the flank of magic fm hopefully they can uh, they can start to lift their game down dennis. dennis we got a bunch of emma the asshole questions we well,
1: are yeah, people concerned about the validity of their assholes. yes uh- <laughs>
0: No, it's more. It's it's exis, ex It's existential. They want to know: Are asshole? they indeed? Am well, ar- I
1: out of touch? No, it's, it's the children who are wrong.
0: No, they want to know if they're a, you know a regular or like organic carbon-based life form, or if they're in fact just lasso. a great big magical asshole who walks.
1: <laughs> All right, Sam writes in writing and says, "I was playing in my first draft pre-release on an LGS." That I'm new to and I got paired against a regular with some esteem to them. Ooh, the LGSN boss. Yes. I proceeded to two o the match. Yes. Nice. The whole time he was saying how he drafted a bad deck and complaining. I extended and said a good game and he replied No it wasn't. Whoa. Got mad and left. <sighs> I then appeared for the Therese Beyond Death to the Giant Sealed and he needed a partner. I refused and he couldn't play in the event. Am I the asshole or is this justified? That's a legend power move, Sam. I
0: mean, and this is, it's nice to open the M of the Asshole with it, with a nice easy one, Dennis. You know, this, this one goes down real smooth because this is the clearest, no, you are not the asshole. And I mean, that is just laser guided karma. There's laser guided karma, Dennis.
1: Yeah, actual social like pure, pure karmics like court of social circle. Uh, yeah, the
0: court of court of, court of court of public opinion. Yeah, exactly. This is like this is the this is the this is the one where the barrister turns up, the defense barrister turns up, and it says, uh, "Well, well," in, and the judge is like, "Get out, get well, out." We talked
1: a lot about like how uh, when people are assholes in magic circles, and you should and eventually that'll come to fruition and they'll start to alienate themselves from themselves people. Yeah. I did, I've never seen it happen so quickly and so cleanly yeah, as
0: this. exactly, exactly. Turn around so, so fast indeed. Absolutely not, absolutely not. And hopefully this gave you, you know, this person an opportunity to reflect on why you may have said no, but probably not. They probably just turned around and said, no, well, that, you know, whatever, they're bad anyway, which is demonstrably false because you crushed them. <laughs> yep, was. So yep. Sam, not only is that a monster power move, you absolutely, yeah, no, uh, mate, I'm not wearing a hat. I'm not, uh, look, I'm not wearing a hat, but if I were, I wouldn't be because I would have taken it off nice. for you, Sam. That nice. is, yeah. Oh, mate, so good. All right, next one. <clears throat> Aaron writes in to say, I went to GP Mini- Aaron
1: Screens or Screnes. That's a, a cool last Skrenes. name.
0: Screnes, it is, yeah. I wasn't sure how to pronounce it, so I'm just going to stick with Aaron. Or a Aron. it might be a Aron then. so I need to be uh, need to be careful there. a Aron asks, I went to GP Mini-Alps in 2018 and went 5-3 on day one, so no day two. Boo. I went to do side drafts on day two. In the middle of my round one match, something weird on the next table caught my eye. I saw a player chump blocking a flying dragon with a goblin token two or three times in a row. Hmm. What's going on there? I didn't say anything because I've embarrassed myself in the past with friends at FMs by calling out what I thought was a gameplay error just to find out that I was the one who was wrong. Yep, not my circus, not my monkeys. For what it's worth though, the play with the dragon had cards that were still considered bad or unplayable and seemed to have a loose three color mana base. Still, I didn't say anything. Then in round two, I played the player who was making the illegal blocks. He had lots of goblin token makers. They don't have flying. They don't have reach. After a really close match, I lost to him, and I saw him later at the prize pickup place. I asked him where he's from, and he said Alabama. The GP was in Minnesota. So he says he travels to GPs most weekends. I think it's clear this guy was a grinder who, like me, didn't qualify for day two, and I believe that he was taking advantage of a less experienced player for low stakes at a side event draft. Am the asshole for not calling a judge when I saw the player error in round one? I like how you've actually gone and done the investigation. Like... You know, a little bit of a casual. Oh, where are you from? I'm oh, from Alabama. Okay, so not just a local like F hero who's come here and conceivably might yeah, have made. He's it- gone back
1: to he, uh, like Aaron goes back to his hotel room here. He's got the guys. He's got a goblin token. The guys photograph his DCI number. And he's putting the red string the everywhere. Like, what, exactly. What does it all mean? Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. No, you've done you've done your
1: homework here. I don't think you're the, you. I think you should have called the judge. I call I a don't don't du- think you're the assholes for do for not doing it.
0: No, not the uh, the ass. Arse- you're definitely going to be an ar- You're not getting called an asshole for doing this. I think you no. should you should have called the judge. I don't know
1: how much moral imperative you have.
0: It's high. I think you should. How th- of light, you think? I think you should. If you see anything that you're unsure about, right? I think you just call a judge. I think I agree. Do you but know what, okay, I don't blame you. Here's, for what, not I, doing here's what I do in this situation, time. right? If you're really, you really worried, like if social anxiety comes into it, and I'm not saying it does for Aaron, but if, if there are some people who would feel uncomfortable about calling a judge here, right? Do you know what you do? You look at your hand, you look confused, you say to your opponent, hang on one second, I just need to call a judge. Call mm-hmm. a judge.
1: Call over the table, yeah. Away
0: from the table and say, hey, sorry. The person next to me on the table seems to be blocking flying creatures with their 1-1 goblins, and I just don't really know what's going on there, right? If the judge is worth their salt, they will come and stand behind you, watch your game, as though they've answered your question and they're just question, waiting to yeah. see how something goes. Well, actually, they're watching the game over there to see what is going to happen, and the judge will handle it. And then, then, Dennis, it is not your circus and not your monkeys. You did the right thing by reporting it. So I think that's what you should have done. but. The fact that you didn't do it definitely doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that you're a you're a magical asshole. So you don't need to worry about that.
1: And I told you that one. was one time I saw someone cheating and didn't say anything.
0: Was it the time that you saw someone who would sca- put all their scape shifts or their valicates around the wrong way in their scape shift deck?
1: Well, oh, that's just such blatant cheating. I couldn't possibly do anything but report that. I couldn't. I couldn't sleep at night if I. If I even do you know what is Do you know what like
0: happened, that? Dennis? I, I. I. What did I do? I tweeted something and someone replied saying. Oh, this is worse than the time that Riley cheated at a ma- at a magic thing yes! by putting his his scapeships in, up- or his in upside down. Or I can't remember what was it? what was the card you put in upside I think down. It was the Valakuts. the Valakuts, right? Uh, and then there are a bunch of comments who were like source. I didn't know this. Did he actually do this? All <laughs> right, I'll,
1: I'll write a tweet longer about it. Just you watch me.
0: Oh dear. All right. Anyway, no, go on, Dennis. When did <laughs> you see someone
1: cheat and you didn't do anything about it? So I was watching a friend of mine play magic at an event. Mm-hmm. And they were playing with Mono Red back around Kaladesh. A little bit after that. All right, I don't sure.
0: Okay, so this is like Earthshaker, Kenra, Hazaret, yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: And they attacked with, I think it was an Ancrop Crasher, the one that taps things so they don't untap.
0: Uh, yep, you can exert it so... To, it no, they can't block, something. so they can't block. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: There yep. was something that... some Something in the deck froze that made something tap so it didn't untap. Okay, didn't sure. Untap for some reason. Yeah, okay. And the opposing player... Yes, this was it. It it tapped, something was tapped, and they, yeah, yeah, I remember this. They attacked with the the Ankle Crasher, and they went to exert it, and the opposing player untapped their tap creature and was like, do you want to exert on this? Wait, what? I was watching, yeah. They untapped a tap creature to make it look as if it was a blocker to get them to burn the exert trigger on it. Full straight cheating. That's just actual cheating. Yeah. And the person playing was like, no, it's tapped. And they went, oh, yeah, and...
0: Tapped it back. Oh, good. Justice. Okay. Yeah. What happened?
1: And then they won the game anyway. Uh, Do you right, know why good. I didn't report it? And I spoke to Eric Levine and he got a little mad at me for not reporting it at the time. <laughs> why
0: didn't you report it? Were you personally involved? Like, did you know the person who did it? No. No.
1: We were filming Zero to Hero. And it was Aoife's game at Grand Prix Seattle. Yeah. And she was going to win anyway. And I didn't want it to be thought for even a second that she won oh. because her opponent got a game loss or anything like that.
0: Yeah, that's so tough. This is what happens in coverage as well. Like whenever we're doing yeah. coverage, whenever we've got people in the feature match area, there's the argument that they're held to a higher standard of play because so many other eyeballs are watching. And like, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm in the feature match area and I'm watching a game, I'll call out something I think it's a mistake. But like, you know, it's the sort of thing that may not have happened on another table. And mm-hmm. you say, oh, it's just it's just the extra, extra scrutiny of that. That's why they didn't use replays because mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't a level playing field for everyone else and yeah that that's a complicated issue that's not a, I that's, made a
1: call cuz I thought she was going to win the game and she did yeah and I didn't want anybody to think that Efa won the game because their part got a game loss
0: only because of that yeah 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 I, I mean understandable from a from a like content production standpoint pretty pretty bad from a uh tournament like integrity, a, standpoint. Yeah, integrity standpoint but i'm glad i'm glad that uh, i'm glad that Aoife- is this ifa I don't know if you can track uh, Efa. Good. Well, I was just—I was going to ask—is this EFA spelled A O I F E? Yeah, A O I F,
1: the way you spell Aoife.
0: Island. What is going on? Like Neve? I, I don't know if
1: you—I don't know if you can track the fact that there are no GPS in twenty twenty all the way back to that one decision I made. But I don't think it'd be impossible to. <laughs> what are you talking about ruin the competitive integrity of paper magic oh right
0: (laughs) okay sure yeah COVID is an afterthought (laughs) that's the real reason we don't get to GP's oh because Dennis put his content out of a oh dear oh no alright we've got one last demo of the asshole question here Dennis you want to kick us off
1: yep Steven writes in Riley and says at a pre-release I sit down across from my opponent who is probably about 10 and his father wishes him luck before heading off to his own game I think this is the relationship that cheesy puffy is looking for man yeah exactly it is uh, yeah (laughs) Um, the kid tells me he is 0-3 for the day. As we set up for the match, I can't help but notice that his deck is significantly larger than mine, probably 60-80 to 80 cards. Mm. Oh, no. I later learned that he's playing four colors, and he doesn't even have mana of one of those colors in his deck. Okay, well, now this kid just doesn't know how to play the game. This is beyond, like, uh. <laughs> okay, anyway. Yeah. And um, suffice to say, I won game one pretty easily. Here's where the asshole comes in. Game two is getting started, and I decide that I can't take my foot off the gas. (laughs) What if I go easy game two and lose, and then get mana screwed in game three? I want those prize packs. So I continue playing as well as I can, and proceed to crush the kid in game two as well. Mm -hmm. Knowing that my karma has just taken a major hit, I offer to help the kid refine his deck and play game three where I let him win. Am I the asshole for destroying this child during a pre-release? Nope. Yes. Nope. Go
0: on. Kids need to learn how to lose.
1: This kid was already. This kid already did it three times today.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the like, I can only guess. I don't know the father's intentions here, but I can only guess that allowing this kid to play a seventy-card deck with four colors and no, no, it was it was a deliberate choice, right?
1: I don't know, I don't know the father knows how to play magic. What it said? It says
0: the dad wished him luck before heading off to his own game.
1: Oh, it oh, sounds that's... like the dad
0: was there to play yeah, magic right, as well, right? right?
1: Bad dad, bad
0: dad. Disagree. Disagree. We don't have enough information. What if, right, the dad had been like, right, do you want some help rebuilding your deck? No. Okay, well, you probably shouldn't play this blue card because you don't have any islands. I want to play it. Okay. All right. Then at the end of the day, how'd you go today? I went 04. Well, do you think there was anything maybe you could have done that would have helped you win a little bit more?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. This is the sort of thing that kids actually- like. I, you know i've I've worked in primary education for years and one of the things that he, you can all right you know a little brother or a, sis, a little sister right but i no. can tell you that every single little every single older brother older sister who has a younger sibling right now when they got their first partner and when they broke up with them and they were heartbroken and you put your arm around them and you say oh it'll be all right mate there's, there's plenty of fish in the sea she's not the only girl in the world you'll meet someone else and they say no I'll never love again, right? And then you say, listen, I had the same thing. I was 18. She broke my heart, da-da-da-da-da, and is it, get, it gets better. No, it was different. She was so, It's like, okay, all right, mate.
1: They don't listen. They need to experience it themselves. There's a phrase in the old Yugoslav nations that I come from, Riley. Go on. Which is, no one ever learned a lesson off someone else's back, which is exactly. what are talking about here. Exactly.
0: If you tell your kid, you should probably put some islands in to play those blue cards, they go, no, right? And they go, all right, okay. Go 4 with the deck, right? And then you say, well, maybe you should have put those islands in, right? And you don't do it in a, I told you so way. You don't do it in a, you know, I was right and you were wrong. Look how dumb you are. You do it in a way like, what have you learned from this, right? Did did your expectations line up with the reality? Because if you tell a kid, there are some things obviously you should never let a kid experiment with. It's like, well... Maybe you should start touching hot stuff and you can figure out if, you know, touching the stove when it's on is a good idea or not, right? But when it's not going to do them any lasting harm, and in, in fact, it may actually do them some lasting good if they're going to learn how to lose gracefully, right? I don't know what the dad's motivations here were, but if the dad had a gentle talk with the kid and was like, maybe this is what you should do. And the kid was like, no, I'm going to do what I want. I think in that situation, as a parent, you back off.
1: I would have beat the kid, but given the kid the pack is how I feel. Because this guy's also in the in three bracket. He's not playing for big prizes.
0: That's a very good point. That's a very good point, And that's probably a, a really, really nice middle ground, actually. But I've here's done that the in other side.
1: I've done exactly that in the past, God.
0: Here's the other side of it, right? Here's the other side of it. This person, Stephen, definitely did the right thing and has absolved themselves above and beyond their duty as not the arsehole by sitting there and retooling the deck for them because right. kids don't want to listen to their daggy old dad also giving them advice. Fair. Boring. Dad, oh, always just you know thinking you know everything. Oh, dad. Oh, sure, everything. I know. sitting at home watching Forge and Fire. Forge and Fire. He's doing, buddy, <laughs> doing the what is it called? The canister the Damascus. Long, the canister Damascus, dad, you think you know everything, right? A lesson that you are trying to give to a kid that is then given to them independently by someone else who mm-hmm. hasn't is so much more powerful. It's so much more powerful. It's like in the famous documentary series Arrested Development. How um George Sr. would always use his his mate who didn't who was who was missing an arm mm-hmm. in order to reinforce, you know, and that's why you don't eat in the car, that sort of stuff, right? Because it was obviously independent, no collusion, whatever else, right? Mm-hmm. And kids learn these lessons. So if you as a father are saying to your son, Hey, you should play more blue sauces, and the kid and, and you know, your kid ignores you, and then he goes and gets gutter stomped by someone who then says, Hey, you should play more blue sources that kid's gonna start to listen. So I, I reject the premise that this dad did the wrong thing. Yep. And I said that maybe it was actually playing the long con on this kid. And Stephen was kind of unwittingly drawn up into this uh, this filial um, uh, mystery here. But Stephen, rest assured, you're not the asshole. And when you go to play games of magic, you should play to win. You should play to win if that's what you want to do. There is no shame in that. If you're playing in a tournament setting, if you're playing against a 10-year-old, you're playing against a 100-year-old, you should try to win. This is tricky. Um, so I
1: think you could have... I don't think it would have been indefensible for you to do what you did here and pump the gas and kill to- the kid. To throw, or to throw even? Sorry, yeah. Mm,
0: I don't know. Uh, this honestly, this is what I would have done. Um, because honestly, I think if if managed correctly by you know the adults in charge of this kid, this is actually one of the best outcomes you can have for a, a child who is almost certainly going to go zero. Even
1: this I'm, is I'm, I'm happy to like um, acquiesce to you on this one. This is more your wheelhouse than it is mine.
0: Yeah. I just I just think that the if this was managed really well by this kid's father and hopefully it was this would have come the kid would have come away from this this situation really having learned something. So mm-hmm. and that and that's that is that is the only thing that that's the one thing that we were taught. When I was when I was a teacher the one thing we were taught is like it doesn't matter if a kid if a kid comes in has a good day, has a bad day is, you know, uh happy, sad, frustrated whatever else like that. All of that is secondary. Obviously, try to keep kids as happy as they can be at school, as, as, as feeling as safe. That's that's really important. But the what, the number one thing is, at the end of the day, you have changed a child's thinking. That's that's what learning is, right? Is that you've changed the way that they think about things, think about the world. Hopefully, for the better. Almost certainly for the better, right? And that may have been what happened here with this kid. So, no, Stephen, you're in the clear, and hopefully, this kid uh, learnt learnt a valuable lesson lesson about the the the, the perils of being a scrub. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Listeners, Riley and I just did this thing where Riley nodded at me to start the outro, and I just nodded back at him and he nodded back at me. And I'm like, We could sit here all day. But thank you for listening to this podcast. As always, brought to you by the fine folks over at channelfireball.com. The best place to hear about the video games Riley and I have been playing in the past week. Riley, what have you been up to? I've been playing the Secret Podcast within a podcast, Charles Army River.
0: I've been playing um I've been playing Fallout Four. Yeah, I went back to it a
1: couple of years later on that one. Yeah, no, no. You got, you- I,
0: I started it years ago and actually never finished it. I got to the institute and then I was like, "Ooh, big twist!" and then I I didn't continue playing it. Um, and so I got a hot on. Take on Fallout Four. Yeah, it's actually really good
1: that's a, that's a hot take it's um, really popular opinion really really good it's trash Riley it's trash it's distilled my role-playing opportunities and the options I get down to nothing and it's super linear and boring and it's a garbage game zero out of ten calling it linear
0: out of all of those things is the most Dude, that's, the, that's the hottest take so the the game is like 10 different games in one right well, it's two different games in one. Like the settlement building thing, I just ignored that because <laughs> it's so l- l- overwhelming. A little bit
1: of there. Oh, I hate it. I hate. I just b- I,
0: I just, I just couldn't deal with it, so I didn't do that. But now I'm just going around. Got the delivery. Another settlement
1: the, needs your help, Riley.
0: Yeah, no, no. I've marked like, that, it that, on that, your that, map for <laughs> him. I'm sorry, but that is that is not that's. A, I'm that, sorry,
1: Preston. That is a Preston problem, here.
0: and that is not a Riley problem. Um, but no, I was like, you know what? I never finished it. I'm just going to whiz through the main quest. And then I was like, oh wait, you can't whiz through the main quest because you have to then do side fact, uh, side quest for factions. I was like, well, I don't know which faction I want to side with. Obviously it's going to be the railroad, but still like, I'll do the brotherhood quest until, until they turn into the world's biggest assholes. I'll do some of the other quests. Maybe I'll do some, we'll, we'll just see how we go. Right. Um, yeah, no, like 20 hours in, not even close, not even close, Dennis to, to finishing it. I'm loving it. It's really, really good. Especially as I said to you before we started the show, after having visited boston a couple of times yeah it's really weird like when they like follow the, free- the freedom trail I'm like don't even need the map don't even need the map <laughs> oh go to the old north-, north church i know where that is i've been there in real life um no uh, it's uh, it's insane i like i know that fallout has gotten a lot of um a lot of flack recently and and by, by by what i know um very reasonably so because of the debacle around fallout 76 but fallout 4 lives in the shadow of Bethesda's great shame today and unfairly so, because it is a really good game. It is like as it is as good, if not better than Fallout New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas is is insanely good, and Fallout Four I'm not even convinced is is worse. Like it is a it's it's an absolute humdinger of a game. I I, I really if you haven't if you haven't given it a go, if you've oh yeah I should get back into that, give it a crack, give another crack because uh, it's uh it's it's well worth it. But Dennis, that's just the entree, yeah, that's the warm up. Because now let's get to the good stuff. Because Dennis. We're we going to get some even hotter takes from you playing The Last of Us 2.
1: Yeah, a different post-apocalyptic game set in a city that I'm very familiar with in real life. Yeah. Which is bizarre, actually, the parallel there. It's pretty but, funny, um, yeah. yeah. I played The Last of Us Part 2. I muted everything I needed to on Twitter to blitz through it with that spoilers because a bunch of plot stuff leaked from the game about a month ago, and mm-hmm. I've dodged all of it. Nice. And I'm now through the entire game. Mm-hmm. And boy, are people mad about this game, really.
0: Um, Dennis, I've heard that it... Do you like the game? I like the game a lot. Pandering. Mm-hmm. Hot take. It's I've looked at the Metacritic reviews. It's a garbage trash game, Dennis. It's a garbage, garbage trash, trash game, game for idiots.
1: Yeah, no, it's great. It's a fantastic game. Uh, and yeah, the plot isn't what I expected it to be. I'm not gonna spoil anything with The Last of Us Part Two here, don't worry. Mm-hmm. When when this finishes, we when you finish the game, either we can do a Last of Us Part Two spoiler cast episode of Charles Army River sure, if sure, you sure. want.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna play through Part One again. I haven't played through Part One for about seven years, so I'm gonna play through it again, and then I'm gonna go into but, Part uh, Two. But it's a fantastic
1: game. It's a little bloated in the middle. I think there's some bits you could snip out just for like flow reasons. But mm-hmm. I have n- very little issue with the way the plot went. I have very little issue with any of the characterization. All I think almost every complaint I've seen is invalid, aside from I don't like the story, which is. And a very, unfortunately, is, unassailable yes, opinions exactly. have, But yeah, exactly. Whatever. But um, like people, people say it's full of like, it's a leftist agenda, and they're yeah. like shoving LGBTQ politics down your throat and stuff. It's just nonsense. The game's great. Yeah. And like the game has a lot of female characters. But I, I was, I pointed out, I was playing with Nikki. I was like, <laughs> man, this game has a lot of female characters in it. And she was like, no, it doesn't. And I was like, what do you mean? This game has tons of female characters in it. And she was like, no, it doesn't, Dennis. It has about half. Which is, you know, about as many female p- people as there are in the world. Yes. So exactly, it's, a- yeah. and I was like, well, yeah, it just has more relative to other video games. And she's yeah. like, yeah, that's a problem. But, that, but that's why, that's
0: why it's notable, right? Like, that's yes. why someone who is broadly free of active prejudice like you can sit down and be yeah. like, wow, a lot of female characters in this game. It's because that is the exception, right? It's because when you play games like, uh, you know, the, the games that come off the shelf or whatever else, right? you don't expect there like being female is a character trait in the same way as yes. being like, Oh, you know, I'm hot headed or I'm thoughtful or I'm the nerd. It's like, Oh, I'm the female. It's like, well, that's, that's such an outdated way of writing stories. And Nikki's observation is such a great one. You know, there should be media. There should be media. There should be stories. There should be things that are being where it's like, Oh, wow, a lot of, lot of female characters. No, just about half, which is the average amount On par with reality. Yeah. <laughs> On par with reality. So um, no, look, Uh, you love to see it. You really do love to see it. Great game. I would
1: recommend it. Don't listen to Trolls and I really do think they are trolls because anybody complaining a lot of the complaints are like steeped in bigoted angry language about things about the game that aren't even true. Yes. And then some of it is bigoted angry language about things in the game that are true which is barely barely better (laughs) but anyway. um, Don't listen to the Trolls. The game is fantastic. It's 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 a wonderful swan song for the PlayStation 4 generation I would highly recommend it.
0: It's just the, exi- like, the, the fact that people, you know, the existence of, like, a trans character in the game, like, a mm-hmm. person who just happens to be trans, that counts as, like, shoving some kind of agenda down people's throat. It's like,
1: no, these, like, these people exist. People, they- the people complaining about the trans character are also complaining about the wrong character for what it's worth they they think the trans character is a different character than the trans character actually is which is which is what i was talking about just technically which is also oh, just ladder. like it's
0: just not even like it's not that the, the, the no. complaints aren't even like they're like up. oh
1: this person the trans character it's like it's stupid that during the game like well no the trans character is actually a different character it's not like person.
0: <laughs> great okay perfect well i mean the 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 well reasoned arguments against this game aside on the internet i think i will still be trying it out dennis in, in pursuit of truth it. and justice i think you um, should stream it dude I may do. Do you know the reason that I, I there some there's there's a reason I don't stream like Fallout and other, other games is because like it's work. Like it is work, and at the moment the, the I'm thing about to,
1: Fallout, the thing about something like Fallout versus I understand you don't want to stream. It, it takes it like and not being ironic here, it takes some of the enjoyment out of it for you.
0: Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah.
1: it costs. Doesn't cost nothing.
0: No, it doesn't cost nothing.
1: But because the last was such a narrative driven game, such a moment to moment heavy game, and it's yeah. a little bit spooky. It's like it's yeah. a level of spooky that you're comfortable with. Okay. Um, And there's a lot of things the game to react to. Sorry, I think whoa, it'll be whoa, very-
0: whoa, 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 whoa. All right. I'm not letting you do that. No. Yeah. I see what you did there. No, that's ridiculous. Dennis, you're gas me. So just in the, in the midst of all of that sort of stuff, oh, it's story-driven, yep, love that. Oh, characterize that, yeah, all that sort of stuff. You know, amount of spooky that you're comfortable with. No, Dennis, no. There's no amount of spooky I'm comfortable with. You played Don't The Last to- of Us 1.
1: It's no more spooky than
0: that. Oh, really? No. I wouldn't it's even equal- call it spooky, though.
1: Yeah, like sometimes things go and run at you, but that's, oh, well, that's
0: about fine. it. Okay, all right. I just don't want to. Use, I don't. I don't want you to hashtag normalize spooky. <laughs> wow. okay. I don't
1: want you to normalize spooky for me in my life, mate. That's spookiness not what I want. Is, spookiness is like a spice tolerance, mate. It builds up. It happened to you playing Resident Evil.
0: Yeah, I wasn't spooked by the end of that. Someone, oh, I can't oh, actually. I can't tell you this. I'm going to have to tell you it now because it happened. On the stream, someone was like, "Oh, Dada, when's the next horror game stream?" And I was like, "Half past never." And they're like, "You should play Alien Isolation." And I was like, Nah. I'm like look it up." So I looked it up.
1: Terrifying. I have it. Terrifying.
0: Is it really? Because I looks like that. Looks kind of
1: fun. I find it kind of boring. Oh, really? Personally, yeah. I Just the mechanics seem
0: kind of cool. Like the fact that it's not all about combat. It's like uh, uh, puzzles, mm-hmm. solve like so, like um, problem solving and that sort of thing, right? Like using gadgets. And I all would
1: employ you from a viewership perspective to play The Last of Us Two as soon as possible while it's still popular.
0: Uh, I mean, I probably won't. But okay. Thank you, th- th- thank you, thank you for the, <laughs> thank you for the advice. So.
1: anyway, are we done? Yes. Thank you for listening to the podcast, everybody. Please go tell your friends about it. Please go reply to Channel Four Balls Tell your, your, your enemies, enemies about it. Actually yeah, those show up just the same. Those downloads show up just the same. Tell
0: tell people about whom you feel ambivalent. All the Half as History listeners are like, "Yep, Riley's run that joke back. Back from Half as History." Yep. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell people about whom you feel ambivalent. Don't even worry about it. Um they'll yeah, those those downloads uh, turn out the same. No, but look, we are looking to uh, we are looking to push up those numbers. Got to got to get those numbers up. Rookie numbers mm-hmm. in this racket. So uh any help is appreciated and uh, of course continue to tweet, subtweet um all the magic FM things with how much of a better podcast Rhyme River is because. Uh...
1: Thanks again, Sean oh, Fireball. Thank you to Joseph for the music and stay fresh, cheesebags. <laughs> <laughs>